0: Hello, this is Russell Davis with The Art of Artists, and every so often an artist appears who seems to represent in all aspects the culture from which he or she springs. And in this case it's she, because the lady is Nana Muscuri, and the nation is Greece, which she has represented not only in song but also politically at the European Parliament. Even though she first attracted international attention in the 60s, it's still hard to realise that she's now 80 years of age, a fact that she's been celebrating in concert halls around the world with undiminished audiences. I've met her before, so I knew I was in for a fluent and intelligent conversation, and I was keen to know more about the turbulence of Greece, which, of course, continues. Nana Mouskouri welcome to London once again.
1: Thank you very much. <laughs> Actually, in
0: Greece you say... Mushuri, don't you? With yes, it's
1: with, with the, yes, hi. Yeah. Ha, which you don't have. It's like Spanish also, they have yeah, a ha. Yeah, yeah so
0: it's mushuri. Mushuri. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. yeah, it's moushuri. Well, I'm sorry we all got it so wrong for so long, but we'll have no, to stick no. to it now. <laughs>
1: yes, of course. I, I think we put a, a K uh, instead of the he yes. to be easier to, uh, for the people to pronounce it. You know, that's, uh, that's mm. the problem.
0: Now, for a large part of your childhood, those were extremely difficult Times because the war began in Europe, nineteen thirty-nine, when yes, was the Wizard of Oz came out. Yes, yes. And although Greece repelled the Italians yes. successfully, the, the Nazi Germany stepped in and occupied the country, yes, yes. nineteen forty-one. And life changed completely.
1: Completely, yes. There were no birds at the time. No, no, uh, you know, happy moments. Every, what what we had to look after that time was really to hear if the sirens went on to run into the uh, the and under the shelf, so to protect ourselves, and and of course my father was in the war, and 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 uh, my mother used to work hard, and uh, it was really uh, it was with my sister who was only two years older than me, and taking care. They were very hard times. That yes. is true. For, for and everybody. when your mother
0: um, managed to make a little money, your yeah. father was a gambler and a card <laughs> yeah, player, yes, and yes. so there were times when he lost the money that should have been spent, could have been spent on food. I the,
1: the, this is true. I mean, the, during the occupation, maybe it was less than it was uh, afterwards, or so before. And this, uh, it was also harm for our children because there were fights between them because of gambling and um, I think when I asked him once uh, what was war he said when people don't love each other and when I used to see those fights also between my parents in fact in a few years we thought we didn't have love in the house Mm. and not, not in you know the country didn't have love also I think when you grow up in uh, aggressiveness, they were both very nice people, my, my parents. But this is what it was. You know, mm. they couldn't help to fight because of this. Yeah. And
0: uh, and it left you with a sort of horror of, of uh, arguments of, and of, shouting. Car- uh, exactly. And that carried over into your professional life. You Exa- didn't like exactly. to see it there either,
1: so. I, the either. I just followed a road that I wanted to find Peace and
0: love. Mm.
1: It was very important for me.
0: Yes. And it wasn't just domestic strife. They were shooting in the streets. You saw the Germans kill somebody close yes, to you. Yes, that
1: house. depends. You know, there were areas that were very... Uh, so because there were uh, people, you know, fighting against, of course, resistance. And I saw, uh, yes, I saw killings. I saw... People in the streets dying from hunger. You know, like, yes. that, that were the, the first images that we keep from the world and the bombs. The bombs. Mm-hmm. And I think those things, they, they don't let you go out of this. The only thing, I was able to put it on the side.
0: Yes. I put it
1: on the side and know that it existed, but it was life then could go further without it. Yes. And
0: then after the war ended came the Greek civil war between communists and anti-communists. So things didn't improve all that much. It It
1: did not. And I think for me, uh, it was rather the worst part because, you know, when I I asked my father, I was five, what is war, you know, then uh, he told me this. And then after... You know five years, then he, the, we, there was five, six years the, the civil war started, and I saw brothers and sisters just to fight because of the ideas and mm-hmm. and I think it was worse for me as a girl to think about it and, and, yeah. and to think that it was impossible. So I tried to make peace with everything that was before, trying to to forget this civil war. I yeah. think it's the worst yeah. thing that can happen.
0: Were these years, all years, without music? There was any music? No, it's music? all
1: with music. It was all with music because we didn't have the movies anymore. My father, he had made a, a small radio for me on which we could listen to the BBC, you know, the news about the world. But at the same time, we could uh, listen some music in between. And uh, me, I continued to sing. My mother used to sing. And it was a way of... Uh, Uh, let's say, let our fears be softer yes, yes Yes. because singing yes the, it, it was really very nice you used to sing Spanish songs cantadas, you know of the days or Italian more, more, mm-hmm. much more Italian
0: and there was an, an American sponsored radio station which called itself Radio Tangiers it, yes it, it?
1: oh yes <laughs> yes it was uh, it was really the the Radio Tangiers that uh, we, I usually used to hear and there was I remember the name always of Willis cannover it was the oh, name yes of of the moderator and there I started to to listen jazz songs. I mean also I heard uh, the first of of the Elvis there oh, music yes, yes. Mm-hmm. there is where I started to listen to a lot yes. a lot. What is
0: eventually became the voice of America jazz. Yes, like, yeah, yes, 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 something like on. that. And Ella Fitzgerald at that time became a favorite of yours because right. of Ella
1: Fitzgerald, all the I mean, my Halia Jackson, and uh, of course she was playing records of of Billy Holiday. So yes. I, and I and even I became, Bessie Smith, I think. Yeah, Bessie Smith as well. Yes. yes, many many. Later on, he used. to Played that King Cole, but then a little bit later, you know, I started to. After the the, the occupation, of course, we started to open in the music and even the Greek radios. They were playing all those singers, and uh, I was really much more familiar with this type of music than from the Greek music because yeah. I loved that. And I think this cinema helped me to like other languages because fa- I was fascinated with the sound yeah. and the music and the languages.
0: I don't want to be too psychological about this, but I wonder if it's because your father was or had been an unreliable father yes. during your childhood. You seem to have a lot of substitute fathers, older advisors like, like Manos Hancikakis is, and yes. Nikos Gatsos, the yes, poet yes, yeah, and yeah. so on, uh, Louis Azon uh, yes. for a time in France. Yes. There are a lot of these yes. slightly older chaps advising you about things.
1: It, it, Yes, I always needed, this is true, it's like a father. My father was a a sweet man, you know, later in his life he stopped playing, and so he was very, but at the times it was not somebody who can give me advices. The only thing he was telling me if you are a good girl in the world, they will love you, but if not, you know, they. So these people have been responsible for me to choose the way and be really singing a certain type of songs, certainly songs that they, they suit me to, very well and also there were somehow uh, songs that I can find somewhere else also the the same thing if I had chosen this road to go.
0: Now amid all the success you were having, one distressing matter you talk about quite a lot in your book, it's a very good book actually, one, yeah, is you. the number of Insensitive and sometimes brutal remarks that some employers and even your advisors made in those early days about your appearance on yes. your stage presentation, the yes, way you look. Ma- yes. It could easily have shattered your confidence, that sort of thing.
1: Yes, but I, I wanted so much to sing, you know, that I used to put on the side at the beginning all the remarks. I mean, my glasses, I did not want to quit. Uh, and also... This is true, just to, to choose the songs that I have to, to be uh, uh, able to sing them and move me in the songs, you know, that's very important. But also to, to lose weight, that was a very important point. This I ac- accepted because I think it was something that uh, it's also for the audience and for yourself as well. Mm. Begin to like yourself. And I was thinking of Maria Callas, that she was also a, a little fat girl and she became a, a very elegant and very. Very uh, thin, she yeah. lost weight. and In fact, I did go to the same doctor. <laughs>
0: ah. yeah, yes. And very, it yes,
1: it works. It, it yes, worked. it did work. Yes, yeah. because also he tried to. Put you responsible for yourself. He said, you do this sort of diet uh, and uh, you come to see me again in three weeks. You have to lose at least five kilos. If not, don't ever come back because that means that you don't want to do it. Yes. And I did go back and I lost uh, 10 kilos. was. <laughs>
0: Excellent. The, the, the famous glasses. Somebody later on was it Belafonte? Belafonte tried, Fonte, tried yes, to insist yes, that you yes, did exactly. do that, and you I, tried two nights. I, yes, and then hated it.
1: Yes, I I went to to tell him that he, I wanted to have my glasses back, and if he didn't want me, uh, I would leave. I preferred to leave them. and then he decided to keep them and uh, to let me keep them. But it was also in France. You know, in France, there was another problem. They t- tried also to convince me for the television. Nobody wears glasses on television. Well, the glasses
0: were a necessity anyway. But yes. in, in other ways, are you superstitious as a performer? Before a performance, do you have to go through certain yes. routines?
1: of course, because I I think you may be very well and all of a sudden the, the concert can go wrong, you know, because you can have something on your throat suddenly or something or you put a heel on the Floor, you know, that's, that your heels go wrong. It's always... So I'm stupidstitious when I go... When I leave my dressing room, I have to close the door myself. When I go stage, I leave a handkerchief somewhere, you know, the backstage, and I have to find it when I come out. But, you know, stage is a very delicate place. It's For me, it's a sacred place. It's like going to the church somehow. There is a communion with the audience... And what happens there? You try from the dream to reach reality. Yes. And it's it's like walking on a on a fine line or 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 on a, a thread, let's say. It's very fragile. And until it happens, it's it's a very difficult moment. But it's also the most important moment that you live. And there, it is all of a sudden reality, and you dare. Things that you don't dare, maybe, really in life. That is also so. So, this is this is so when you go to on stage, you know, you it's a stage, the place of no return. When you come back, Mm -hmm. you are different because you have lived moments with the audience, you have shared moments with the audience, and it's it's wonderful for me. The stage has become, although I never believed that I would be on stage like Edith Piaf, like the artists I, I used to see and listen to. But I got used to it with Harry. He, he, he Melafonte, mm. he was the one who put me with him. And I was every night for, you know, the beginning we did uh, three or four tours together for three four years uh, across America and Canada also. And I was sitting on the side of the stage while he was performing and listening to him, watching him, what he was doing. And I think the respect he had for the audience, the, the way he was building a program, mm. the songs, the meaning of the songs. And so so I became, uh, somehow I was his student, you know, and, and like I was with the musicians when I worked with, with Quincy Jones. or with Well, Michelle I was going to Gallagher. say, you yes. had
0: some experience of America before that because yes. you know, Quincy Jones called and asked you to travel to New York yes. to make an album, an album of the kind of English language standards sp- that you heard over yeah. the radio. And you couldn't turn that down, of course. What were your impressions of New York? You'd seen the city in films, of course. Well,
1: yes, it, of course mm-hmm. I had seen it, but it was completely different when you see it really live. And I was impressed with the smoke coming out of the asphalt. You know, this was unbelievable. And I was looking after outside the window. Every everything, I thought the only thing is I couldn't reach the sky so easily. But you know that because in Greece I was used to see the stars in the evening and the moon and so. So this you cannot see it. But, no, you but it was see the sky, the I sky the with thing. all yeah. the yeah. skyscrapers. Well, um, it, but the most important thing it was that Queen brought me. Every night he will take me out for two weeks before we get to the studio to listen to the most wonderful singers of the time and, and see all my idols that I had, you know. In, the in Harlem. Harlem. Yes, 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 yes. Including in Ella Har- Gerald. Ella Elif- Elif- Fitzgerald, Elif- of yes. course, Duke, Ellington, yes. and, and many other singers, yes. you know, that I... I was really thrilled in the days, you know. It's, it was really wonderful.
0: And that, as you say, wasn't the only album you made in New York. There was one with the pianist Bobby Scott. That yeah. was Nina Sings, wasn't it? it? Was the um, title of that, I think? It was think Nana. It was
1: just Nana.
0: Then there was uh, the important association with Harry Belafonte came along. Did, yeah. did that come out of the Eurovision Song Contest? Because you did do that,
1: didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I did mean, the Euro, the, the, what, what happened when I came uh, here for the Eurovision Song, It was since 1963. I was singing a French song, uh, which was A Force de Prier, and uh, I I didn't do well. I just came only eighth. But that night, I was the luckiest girl in the world. The producer of the show was Yvonne Littlewood.
0: Of the BBC. The BBC. Yes.
1: It was her first, uh, for, as a woman, she did the first really production that the uh, director, directing the show. And she really liked me very much. Like, uh, she liked also Esther Harim who was there in the same show, and she did, she, she came number two, but she, she could have been one, because yes. it's a lovely song and a lovely performance that she did. Uh, and then... Harry also was there. He was not in the studio, but he was somewhere in London and saw me singing. And he was impressed with my singing, and he he was searching... Like he had Miriam McKibber before me, very ethnic for for him. Yes. She she So he saw me and, and, and heard me. And then when he went back to America, he said to Quincy, do you know, if, because Quincy was going very often in France, he said, do you know a French singer with glasses? And he said, no, 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 she's not at all French. She sings in French and she sings in English and she's Greek. The contact was done through Quincy yes. to find me and ask me to be with him. Yeah. And Yvonne later on, two years later, she asked me to do the series in, with the BBC too. And,
0: yeah. and that went all around uh, the world. Everywhere. This was
1: my, my ch- chance to be international. I mean, it's this BBC series made me international.
0: You'd moved your permanent address to France and that turned out to be a very good move because yeah. the situation in Greece... Deteriorated badly once again. Uh, young people here don't know much about this now, but the regime of the colonels, the military dictatorship in yes. Greece, was a terrible time, and many friends of yours, including prominent artists, D- yes. suffered badly.
1: Yes, exactly. It was this was the the other bad times that came, you know, for, for Greece is the dictature. So I I went for a while in France. And working there but at the end I, I had to stay because of the of the of this dictature. It's like Melina Mercuri came out, the the Prime Minister of the time, constantinos karamalis was away, you know, he was exiled. Yes. So we it happened to be in France and somehow we in the years that the dictature was there, yes. we moved in Europe and, and France especially. So I stayed there. In between, I had my children. So I was established somehow in Europe.
0: But at that time, you you represented Greece in the wider world. Your group was called the Athenians, yes, after exactly. all. But but speaking out politically, you decided was not your style. Uh,
1: not only I was not really a politician, but also I think in politics it's much better uh, someone who doesn't know exactly the. the Situation; he cannot defend really. I cannot speak, and I was not ready, ready to speak at all. Mm. Uh, of course, this was not uh, very well seen for the Greeks because they thought I should go on and complain and uh, fight. But as I say, it, for me, I was too young to to speak about politics, and 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 I don't like to to be, uh, and also my family was there, but I didn't like to to speak about, If it was, I was not certain how I could defend myself. Mm-hmm. But I was very close with to Melina Mercury and uh, I could help her anytime she would ask me, because there was a lot of need to do so. And, and this was my way of... of being against the situation. Yeah.
0: There was one upsetting moment uh, with which kind of defines the situation. Mm. I think it was in Cannes, on the Côte d'Azur, yes. where some prominent audience members, uh, artists themselves, yes. noisily demanded that you yes, sang sir. some Theodorakis material because he was interned in a camp yes. at the time. Yes. Yeah. And you were about to do that anyway. Yes. But you felt very
1: offended by this intrusion into your presentation. Yes, I was because I think, uh, you know, I was just an artist... Singing on that, and like I said, singing in the festival, they asked me to be because there was a film Z. Z oh, the It was about to earn really the uh, the, the Palme d'Or. Yes, yes, at yes. Can, yeah. so it can. Mm. And um, I was invited so to sing in the evening before they announced the results of it, and all of a sudden, while I was singing. Then uh, there is Irene Papas, who was an actress, a Greek actress, yeah. very good actress, Tragedy. in fact, yes, I yes, know yes. her very well, that she stood up and she said, please sing something from Theodorakis. And I was very surprised because, you know, in a way, I was going to sing a song anyway or two songs for, from... Uh, Theodorakis because I did sing songs of him before and I thought it was quite but I, it did not came to my mind to sing them as a, a protest uh, you know I was very shy as well and I felt really very offended and yes. in front of a big house with business people it was you know I was never really uh, provocative in my life and I, I wouldn't do it my music is for everybody I it cannot be with politics. I think my music is social. and you know, Everybody has the right yes. to listen to it, you know, whatever party you believe. How long was it before you went back to Greece, actually? it was. Uh, it was I stayed for six years out, yes. yes. I didn't go before uh, uh, 76 or something, but I didn't sing. I used to go to Greece, yes, just to stay there for yes. a while. I only oh. came to sing. In Greece in yeah.
0: eighty four. Uh huh. Right. So that has. was more than twenty. Yes, yeah, that
1: was more than twenty, 20 years, years, years. Yes, and yes. it was the president and then the prime minister of of uh, no, he was president at president the President Karamanlis, yes. yes, and, yes. and you,
0: he was a friend of yours from earlier
1: times. You oh know, yes, he was before that. He was really from the fifties, the fifty nine when I he loved my 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 songs and yes. he gave me good advices as well.
0: Good. <laughs> Eventually, this was in the nineties. You were persuaded to get involved in politics. Yes, to the extent that you became an MEP and. European Parliament. Was that a frustrating experience because you did discontinue it after one term?
1: Yes, I mean it was first of all I think uh, I accepted because without really wanting to go because uh, my friend said you can help your country by being there, uh, being in the Parliament. Karamalis, he always told me that I'm I'm better used outside Greece than inside Mm. Greece Mm. and he did not really wanted me to be involved in in politics. He always told me Stay out of politics. You can help the way you are. Yes, yeah. but I I did go and and uh, I did uh, of course with enthusiasm. But I realized that it, it was not easy for me. I knew nothing from politics, and uh, also I it's a world that that is loses a little bit humanity, and I didn't want to lose it. I, mean, I didn't want to lose my heart. I know we need politics. I know we need politicians. But I could not be one. So I decided not to continue.
0: But one place you could keep your heart was when you took up the post of Goodwill Ambassador... Uh, to UNICEF, from Audrey Hepburn. In fact, she nominated you to to do that. Exactly, yeah, she did. And And
1: this was, I think, this was my most rewarding uh, place that I ever had, and I was very proud of it, and I was really... uh, Still today, we still do, you know, whatever we are asked to do, because there there are other times now it's different the way it works but we're still there to help them and just whatever but yeah. with unicef i went around the world in many yeah.
0: starting in bosnia i think it was it bosnia, was
1: bosnia then. and then it was um, it was mexico for young girls yes, uh, yes. Yeah. but it was also africa and it was even in south america and uh-huh. asia right. i was in vietnam uh-huh. You know, yes.
0: The capacity of songs to touch people, you know, we know about it, but yes. it's still remarkable, isn't it? It
1: is, Is it absolutely. Everybody has sang this.
0: Russia, it was naturally proposed that you appear in Russia, but they wanted to control your yes. choice of song.
1: Yes, for instance, I mean, to sing there, I mean, it, I couldn't sing uh, Hard Rain Is Gonna Fall or songs from Dylan or yeah. Greek songs or Song for Liberty, which is a song that, uh, that we did from the Nabucco. Which was the the song uh, of the slaves, yes, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's a song for liberty. So I couldn't. I I think this is the point. I I promised to myself that I would not do this type of of concessions, you know, just you, to, to compromise. Yeah. Because if they want to hear me, they should hear my repertoire. Yes. Addressed to everybody. Yes.
0: yes. Yes. The divorce you had to go through from your first husband—that went against all your upbringing and uh, and all your hopes. I think was very painful.
1: Yes, it was. It wasn't, and, and even more for my children. But it was something that uh, it had to happen. To say the truth, my life, my devotion to to my songs and to to the music, came to a point that it was really. Gave its fruit, may I say? I was loved. I could go further to my music. I could learn more. Yes. And and my husband at the time, who was also the group, the Athenians. I mean, he was George. That it was. We made, of course, our career this way, yes. because his musicians wanted to go back to Greece. He wanted to go back to Greece as well. Yes. I love my country, this is true. But my work, my singing, gave me my existence. And it was really a shame for me to to leave it. I couldn't leave it behind. And also, my children were born already. They had their nanny, they, they had their life... They were about six, seven years old. I didn't want to take their roots out and just go to plant them in another, in another world. It, it was very sad, though. No, no divorces. A happy one.
0: Now, the time came when you felt you must retire. Yes. And there was a long fair, farewell tour. Yes. Did you really mean it at the time? Did you yes. think that? Yes. Yes, mm. I
1: meant it because I felt I was growing up. I remember Belafonte called me when I was 70 and he said, welcome to the club. Yes. Because <laughs> he went there before me. And also I remember I have seen... Um, uh, Marlene Dietrich, who I loved very much, like Piaf, like Judy Garland, they were my my idols really. And um, at seventy-three, she retired, and we've never seen her afterwards. Yes, seen. she was really very like Greta Garbo did years ago. You know. Yes. Mm. But I was not, as I did it and I believed in it, that I should go. Because I I saw three generations being there and I didn't realize that I was coming a long way and I didn't have the right to be among them, you know, just, uh, and so I decided to go. But then... It was really I met it, but then time it was long, and I I, I started to have uh, to celebrate, let's say, the White Rose. Fifty years from the White Rose yeah. was there in two thousand eleven, and then. Uh, you know fifty years with Quincy Jones it was in sixty two it was fif- uh, yes. two thousand twelve yes, yes. Yeah. then you know the BBC came in two thousand thirteen mm-hmm. and here it is my birthday two thousand and fourteen. And I said I find the excuse that was a good excuse to do something about it, <laughs> yeah. and at the same time to celebrate uh, some of, of like it Quincy, like Harry, like 'cause '64 it was also Harry Belafonte. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I'm in the time where all my friends discovered me. And I'm here today because of them, so I can go on stage and celebrate my birthday with the audience. And and uh,
0: well, talking of going on stage, when you were is. a little girl, yes, you, uh, you you saw a stage performance and burst into tears. You cried not yes. because you didn't enjoy it, but no. because you wanted to be up there. Yes, that, you can't kill that off, can you? That no. desire, you they, they,
1: Yes, and when my mother later on she asked me, say, okay, I know you you were happy to be there, but why did you cry? And I said I was jealous not to be on the stage. And she said, what would you do if you were up there? I said, I don't mind maybe to carry a flag or whatever, but to sing will be the best. Yes.
0: Nana Muscuri, thank you so much for calling on us and uh, it's wonderful to see you.
1: Thank you very, very much for having me. It's wonderful for me to talk with you. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Audiences will not let her go on any given night or in any given decade in any given country. It's been an astonishing career, beginning in chaos and poverty. My own father spent some months in Athens towards the end of the war and he told me some grim stories of life for the Greek people. We wish them well and my thanks go to Nana herself and to my producer, Steve Softley. This was a Wise Buddha production for BBC Radio 2, online, on digital radio and on 88 to 91 FM.